Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 70. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, May 30th, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links. Uh, if you want to follow along or leave any feedback, it's always appreciated. You can find me on Twitter there. There's a comment section on the show notes page. Uh, any way you want to leave feedback is always appreciated, like I said. So thank you for that. So yeah, we're back after a week off, my first week off after 69 weeks in a row. And yeah, it was kind of hard to make the decision to to take last week off to not record an episode just because I got so busy and I, I would go to my show notes, you know, I go to them uh, pretty much start the show notes for the next episode after recording the previous episode. And I just hadn't had time or really any moments to myself to, to kind of put together anything. Uh, it's just been so very busy. Uh, and then also last Thursday was my wife's birthday, the 23rd. So happy birthday to my wife. And yeah, so work has been just crazy. And I just honestly, it was, you know, it was a lot of stress <laughs> looking at those show notes, trying to put something together really quickly. Uh, and I just didn't feel right. So I, it, like I said, the decision wasn't easy, but I decided not to, to lay down a track <laughs> and put something out there that would have been me mumbling for 30 minutes or so. So yeah, I just thought I would. Yeah, it, it was time. It was time just to, to take a week off and not stress too much about it. But either way, uh, some other notes here real quick is today's the 30th, but tomorrow will be the 31st. So and that means it is my dad's birthday. So happy birthday, dad. I know you're <laughs> I know you're a listener. So happy birthday. Thank you for always tuning in. I uh, hope everyone had a great uh, Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. this last weekend. It was nice to have a little bit time, but a bit of time off uh, to rest my our weary bones. So, yeah, we're coming off of that. And then also just a quick congrats to Mike Latori, who won the PSC draw a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> the, the phone show chat giveaway uh, the week after I won it. I heard Mike's name get drawn the next week. So uh, congrats, Mike, on that. I hope you get some cool stuff from PSC. All right, so let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. So yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. So we'll start with some feedback on MeWe from Frank Neathart. Uh, thanks, Frank, for always tuning in, always leaving lots of feedback. And he was feeding back about the Fitbit. He says, I think the Fitbit is actually really good. If you like to have sleep tracking, then Fitbit is one of the few options to see the REM cycles besides the battery life. You won't gain anything with an Amazfit bip, bip. I started with the Mi Band 2 for a couple of weeks because some, because of some preparation for a run last year. I upgraded it to a Amazfit, Amazfit bib, bip. <laughs> I'm having trouble with that one. Either way, because I found that I like to be notified for certain things, and the Mi Band 2 can't show content of notifications, just app that wants something. So you have to pull out the phone anyway. The Amazfit bip can show content but you can't cannot reply or 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 anything from the bip and he also says as i'm using an iphone i looked for the apple watch and found that you can actually afford used ones currently i have an apple watch series 2 nike plus edition that i got for about 130 euros it's really great with the obvious downside that you have to charge every day or at least every 36 hours but it's really 
great companion. Notifications are presented on the watch or the iPhone, depending on whether you're looking at your phone at the moment. You can inter- interact, even answer calls Dick Tracy-like, and you can track all kinds of sports, even rowing or swimming, but it won't work without an iPhone, not even the LTE version. So yeah, thanks, Frank, for leaving feedback about uh, the the smart watches or fitness trackers. Uh, I did, Again, he said he had a Mi Band at one point, Mi Band 2. Uh, that's the the one that I had the knockout version of. So not, I can't really comment too much on how great it was. But yeah, it's definitely the style that, I, that I'm looking at and that I have now within this uh, Fitbit that I got. But yeah, the sleep tracking on the Fitbit has been really good. I'll get into that in a little bit uh, here as well. And I think it's kind of interesting. If I, if I had an iPhone, I'd probably be looking at a used uh, Apple Watch as well, just to to kind of tie things together. So, and then uh, Frank did mention Dick Tracy in this in his comment, and I just had to. <laughs> uh, it's a funny fact. I, I wrote back to to Frank here and said that uh, the town where Dick Tracy creator Chester Gould lived during most of his work was Woodstock, Illinois, in the U.S. And I actually grew up about twenty minutes from there and used to work there uh, when I got out of college. Uh, there's a street that you can drive by in Woodstock uh, that's dedicated to him called Dick Tracy Way. And actually, I think my brother still lives in Woodstock. So it's kind of a just just a little tidbit and kind of triggered it for me uh, answering phone calls with the watch like Dick Tracy. Yeah, it kind of uh, hit a chord there. So yeah, thank you, Frank, for reaching out and leaving feedback about that. And then I did actually have a little bit of feedback on the, the post that I posted about not uh, having an episode for the week. And it is from Simon Nobbs. He was actually wondering uh, about how my de-googling was going as far as uh, my phone. And he's actually been looking at doing a similar thing, trying to get away from Google, especially with their unreasonable behavior in the last few days. I think he's referring to the Huawei and Google conflict, which, you know, is a big, big thing that's going on right now. And then also Google, too, recently, uh, thanks to Kyle Helms, who sent me a link that Google is kind of blocking certain things in the uh, Chromium Edge or Edge Chromium browser, uh, especially with YouTube, like it's reverting the Edge Chromium browser back to the old YouTube layout. It's not green lighting anything there. So yeah, Google has just been and, and I said this to Kyle in our private message that they built their empire and now they're just kind of roping it off or and and kind of locking it down. <laughs> now that they've built it up, they can and they have so much uh so much real estate on the internet, they, they're just uh, roping things off a bit. But yeah, uh, I kind of have stalled a little bit with my de-googling. I've been using my LG G6. It's hard to get away from having Google as a an account on there. Obviously, I switched over from all of my main... Ser- I switched all of my main services from Google to Microsoft. So that's a, a big thing with email and all that stuff. But also, Simon mentioned that uh, he can he's going to switch his browser. I think he's using Chrome on his uh, desktop, maybe even on mobile, and uh, start using Firefox, which is actually really, <laughs> that's a really good suggestion of a place to start, because I think I had said that he should go into and dig into his Google settings and see if there's anything he can turn off as far as privacy settings go, which is still a good route to go, but uh, the browser is definitely a good place to, to start with not feeding the Google machine. So thank you, Simon, for reaching out. And I think that's it for the feedback this week. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I should say. Uh, but yeah, thanks for reaching out. Anybody else want to leave feedback on this episode or any past episodes, just go to pixelswim.com. All right, so let's dive into our 
LGG6 Weekly Report. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks, but uh, either way, uh, I've been using the Bug Droid Black TPU case again. Actually, I was using that for a little while. And then yesterday, I actually got the cases in that I had won for the PSC draw. So thank you, Steve Litchfield, for shipping those over the pond. And I'm actually using, it's called the VRS Design case. And it's kind of a it's a sort of dual layer TPU case. Uh, it's just got a gold. It's gold and black. It's got a nice textured back. I've actually had it on since I got it in the mail yesterday, and yeah, it's a really nice case. So, uh, tons of cases now I have for the uh, LG G6. Uh, I do have the the I think it's the Esquire case, the Incipio Esquire case as well. And I kind of wanted to put that one back on. Um, but unfortunately, I remembered why I didn't use it. Uh, so basically, it's a really nice case. It's TPU. It's got uh, kind of a fabric back glued onto it. So it looks really nice and just kind of stylish. And but the thing is, is that the the lip around the camera lenses goes up just a little bit too high. And this normally wouldn't be an issue, but on the LG G6, obviously there is that wide angle camera. And so this is the only case where this happens. Uh, you can actually see a little bit of the lip in the corner of the, the, the pictures that you take with the wide angle camera. So basically it's just tall enough to kind of put a little uh, a dark corner on, on the picture. So yeah, not super well designed, I guess you could say. I don't know if they they knew this was going to be an issue with this case. I really wish I could use it because it is it's a nice case, but uh, unfortunately I can't because I use that wide angle camera quite a bit, especially for work. So, uh, so also with the LG G6 in the last couple of weeks, I finally used it to uh, the golf GPS app. I did go golfing, and so I was uh, using that for the first time this year. And and I kind of rem remember now that it actually slows down the phone quite a bit if you just leave it open for the whole round, which you, you would because you're going to be you know checking it after every shot. So uh, it, it just kind of brings a, a whole bunch of lag into the interface. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a poorly coded app or what, but basically the interface becomes almost unusable, super slow, super laggy. Uh, the phone gets really hot. Uh, obviously, it's using GPS to to give yardages. And I'm not using any sort of map or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, after the round, I restarted the phone and it was fine. But uh, and I did make it through, and for the most part, it worked okay. It just seemed to have mega lag sessions <laughs> with trying to get to the rest of the the user interface, but. Either way, the app still worked. It was still pretty accurate. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week's LG G6 weekly report. All right, so quick update on my Plex server situation. I'm still not ripping any DVDs. I'm still on my break from ripping the DVDs. So, uh, and all thanks to Kyle Helms as well. He sent me a link to WinX DVD uh, Ripper or software and uh, basically it's a free they're giving away a free version for a little while i'll put a link to that in show notes not sure how long that's good for but it's just another dvd ripping software to try out and see how that goes but uh either way yeah like i said i'm not ripping any dvds but i did actually turn on my 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 server slash laptop for a little while this last weekend and actually started to watch some of the 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 stuff that i've ripped on there so uh, yeah, we got, we got a bunch of movies and I'm still uh, working on ripping TV shows, but I was able to go through the movies and, you know, we we're just kind of relaxing and uh, watching a movie and uh, on the Roku. 
And the funny thing is, <laughs> is that I was watching the the movie Twister uh, from 1996 with uh, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. And <laughs> yeah, kind of one of those blockbusters from back in the late 90s. But either way, uh, right after I finished watching the movies, literally as the credits were rolling, we had uh two tornado warnings after that like literally as the credits were rolling there was a tornado warning in our area so we had to seek shelter so not a it's kind of it was really weird um kind of the, the timing of that i'm pretty sure that nobody else in the area was watching twister during this so it was probably a very unique experience for me and i'm sorry everybody it was probably my fault uh for watching the movie twister and then having a, a tornado warning right after that and then uh, a few hours later having another one but yeah, kind of strange. But either way, it was nice to to watch a movie on the Plex server and also be able to put my headphones in and connect to the Roku app on the G6 and and listen to the audio through there. So, yeah, just a good experience overall. It's kind of what I'm you know going for. So, OK, so just another update on my my wrist technology or the Fitbit Inspire HR that I've been using. Uh, yeah, it's been very accurate and consistent still. I've been wearing it every single day, all day, and, uh, except for when I shower and when it needs to be charged. So got a ton of data in the app and yeah, battery life on it hasn't been an issue, uh, even though it's about four or five days you get out of it. Uh, it charges up, in, you know, in an hour or so. So it doesn't take very long to recharge it. And yeah, it, it's not a, an issue at all. Um, and I do like the notifications that I get on it. Uh, you can read text messages and any sort of instant messengers or whatever else you set up to receive notifications for. So uh, I've noticed that I've actually, because of this, that I've been using my phone a lot less. Uh, I've been not checking it nearly as often as I have in the past. Uh, and, and then another thing too, <laughs> which is kind of a residual uh, benefit of it, is that in the night, usually when I have to go to the bathroom, I will uh, pick up my phone and use the, the screen as the kind of flashlight to find my way, find my way there. But the the light or the the clock face on the Fitbit is actually bright enough to do that. I mean, obviously, it's really dark at night, so you don't need much, but it is actually bright enough to do that. So you can use the Fitbit to kind of find your way there. And I've noticed uh, in the past when I've used my phone, sometimes I, you know, take a peek, see if there's any notifications or swipe on something and tap on something in the middle of the night and it kind of ruins my sleep cycle. So I've actually noticed because I haven't been touching my phone in the night, it's actually kind of helped me with my sleep a little bit. And in the, the Fitbit app, I've noticed that uh, I'm getting more sleep than I used to, uh, or at least when I started using the Fitbit. So yeah, kind of, uh, like I said, a residual benefit. And overall, I've just been super happy uh, with the Fitbit. Uh, I think it's the perfect fit for me. <laughs> Honestly, it's just uh, it's been working well. So uh, I did get a, those charging stands in that I mentioned, I think, on the last episode. Uh, mine works fine, but uh, I had to actually modify my wife's because she has that rose gold, rose gold metal band on hers, the metallic one. And it's actually a little bit too heavy for the stand. And it wasn't that the stand was necessarily tipping over, but the watch wouldn't stay on the magnetic the magnetic part with the little pins to charge. It was kind of leaning off of it because it was, you know, the, the band was kind of pulling it down. And yeah, you can take off the band to charge it. And I think that's part, you know, kind of, 
I, I think what Fitbit wants you to do, <laughs> uh, because the charger they include in the box kind of lends itself to that. But either way, uh, I did have to modify hers a little bit because because it wasn't staying on there. So I've put a little extra piece of metal that I had sticking sitting around. Uh, it was actually, I think, for like in a picture hanging kit, uh, basically cut off a little piece of right angle metal to kind of put on the front of it and then also use some electrical tape to kind of prop it up just a little bit uh, under the watch. And now it actually sits on there just right with the metal band on so uh, that she can easily use that charging stand as well. And it's not uh, it doesn't hold it in there where you have to like pry it out or anything. It just rests right on there and, and doesn't tip over like it was before. So it uh, worked out pretty well. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, overall, it's uh, the Fitbit for both my wife and I. It's just kind of a reminder to, to continuously think about your health and to stay active. And uh, there was a day, I think it was the day I went golfing, where I had 20,000 steps. So that's uh, my, my personal high <laughs> for since having it, uh, which uh, I think I set it to 8,000 steps a day. And I do not get to that because I do, you know, sit and work quite a bit. But um Either way, uh, my wife and I have been trying to kind of competing a little bit as far as who has the most steps each day. Friendly competition, nothing, uh, you know, too vicious. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of the update on where I am with my Fitbit. Uh, I really like it. I can highly recommend it. It does a, it's a great, great watch. Um, it, it does the job and the battery life hasn't been an issue uh, because it does go multiple days. It's not really a big deal and you know charges so fast but i think i also i just ordered a sort a different band for mine uh the it comes with a kind of a silicone rubber band uh and it kind of gets uh, i don't know how to describe it. it's uh you know it's very grippy so if you put it in a into a pocket you're going to come out with a bunch of lint on the band because it will grip all the lint so i found a a nylon woven band uh black one that i'm going to try out with that up i found that on ebay for about I think it was about eight bucks or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that's where I am with the Fitbit. Okay, I just wanted to come back also with a little bit of feedback on the headshots that I had to take at that work event. Uh, this not this last weekend, but the weekend before. Uh, they came out great. So I was using the aperture mode and managed to set everybody up in the same spot with decent lighting and everything came out really well. That Canon camera did a great job, uh, made me look good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just wanted to to feedback on that because I know I had mentioned it in the past. It was kind of a, you know, it was a little bit nervous, but also confident at the same time with that one. Everything came out good. Everybody's very happy with those. So Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is the fact that I really haven't been excited about most of the recent phones, uh, be it flagship or budget, as of late. Uh, just nothing has really been intriguing. You know, as far as having phone with a notch, obviously, I've kind of stated that I'm going to sit out the notch and maybe at this point, even the hole punch. But uh, that kind of all kind of shifted recently because of there's a phone that that I watched a review video for. And I'm, I'm sure everybody has at this point because uh, MKBHD came out with the video already on it as well. But the Asus Zenfone 6, uh, this I was watching the review of it and <laughs> I found myself actually thinking that it might be a phone that I would enjoy using or at least it intrigued me. 
uh, because overall, I'll just read some snapshot specs here. It does have an, the, the ones that intrigue me the most. So it had the Snapdragon 855 processor. So it's got the the uh, the flagship processor in it. And it, it's at a fair price. It starts at $499, $499 uh, with a flagship processor. Again, it has a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, which means obviously uh, decent battery life. I'm a huge fan of 5,000 milliamp hour battery phones. Uh, shout out to the Moto E4 Plus. Obviously, this is not going to be as good because it has a you know higher screen resolution and a faster and more powerful processor but either way it's nice to see a big battery in there uh there's no notch or punch hole so it's all screen and yeah you know bezels are are very thin i'm not too worried about that i don't really care about uh uh, phones that kind of curve over the edge with uh false touches and all that stuff i'm sure you've heard about in the past but obviously the one of the big selling features of this uh, asus zenfone 6 is the fact that it has a flip out camera so basically a motorized flip out camera and 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 essentially the two cameras on the back which is my are my favorite setup which is a regular lens and a wide angle lens will flip around on a mo- motorized uh to the front to become the front facing camera uh so yeah that's kind of the biggest selling feature obviously the uh the newest OnePlus phone has a pop-up camera, but this is a little bit different because it is the cameras that are on the back that actually flip up on a little module to the front. And I, I just think that that <laughs> I it was it's a cool feature. But really, I think when I saw it, I loved that you are able to control the amount of the tilt on the camera. So I think that would that's an interesting idea because you can set the camera kind of where you would like it and and it could actually offer you know a little bit more creativity or or something or 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 just functionality as far as controlling the tilt of the camera uh and and then the other thing where i was like oh my <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing to have is the automatic landscape photo that essentially because the phone is motorized and it will you know it can move on 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 a tilt you it will it has an automatic landscape mode and and will take uh, an entire landscape photo all the way back to you at the front of the device so you can be in the photo uh essentially automatically and the phone will take care of it and you, you watch the camera flip out and 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 slowly rotate and take a panoramic photo which i think was really cool uh and and the the motor on it, I guess, is rated for 100,000 flips or whatever. But honestly, this is something that I'm not too worried about. I don't use face unlock. I don't take a bunch of selfies. Uh, so for me, I, I don't think the longevity would be too big of an issue. Uh, it, it's a little bit bigger of a phone. It's bigger than G- the G6 I have now. Obviously, it's got a bigger battery, bigger screen. But I think overall, uh, it could be a phone that I'm actually interested in. I would actually like to potentially try that out. So for now, I've got my eye on it. I'll put a link to the specs in the show notes. And I mean, this uh, the, the device has been out and around on the review channels as of late. So it's pretty easy to punch that into YouTube and find a bunch of reviews now. So yeah, uh, like I said, I haven't been super intrigued or even tempted by a lot of phones recently, mostly because they've just been uh, not 
yeah, not very exciting. They've all, yeah, obviously they've all become the same. We know that, but I just don't like the design ideas of some of the, the phones, the notch, the punch hole, that kind of thing. But also the battery, you know, I, I love the fact that they put a 5,000 milliamp hour battery in this and also that they've kind of stripped down the UI to be more stock Android and that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking at that at that device. And then the price, of course, is more than fair for what you're getting. Uh, the fingerprint scanners on the back, it's not an in-screen, which I'm kind of not ready to dive into yet. Um, so uh, the fact that it has a regular, uh, I don't know if you want to call it regular, but a you know standard fingerprint sensor on the back, is that's fine with me too. So yeah, I thought I would just mention that because... Uh, yeah, I don't really review or talk about many new flagship phones, but that one actually kind of intrigued me. So we'll see. I'm going to keep watching reviews on it. And I don't think it's even released yet, but I could be wrong about that. But either way, I don't think I would get it right away. So maybe in a year, <laughs> maybe we'll have this G6 for another year and then uh, go to a Zenfone 6. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, speaking of getting new phones, I did see, I think it was on Twitter that... Uh, Zach from Jerry Rig Everything is actually going to probably upgrade his uh, Galaxy or Note 8. I think he has, or the Galaxy S8. He had that for a couple of years. So uh, that's kind of the route that I'm going. I'm like, every few years, I think it'll be okay to get a new device. But either way, that Zenfo, Zenfone 6 looks like it could be uh, the next one on my list, <laughs> my, my very, very short list of one other phone, which is, I should, one other phone, it's just this phone, just the Zenfone 6 for right now, but either way, I just thought I'd mention it. All right, so moving on to my notes here, I just wanted to go over a kind of a weird experiment that I did this week with a couple of my phones that I have on hand. Uh, it involves the Lumia 950 and the Lumia 640. Uh, I was thinking about the Lumia 950 and how a big shortcoming of it is its speaker. I listen to podcasts usually through the speaker all, most of the day. So I like a good speaker, but unfortunately the Lumia 950 falls way short of that. So I, I was just kind of sitting around, you know, thinking about, uh, I'm thinking about that and thinking, man, I wish I could upgrade this speaker in the Lumia 950. So I decided to uh, even though the Lumia 640 speaker isn't much better, uh, it is louder, I decided to crack open both of those devices and see if I could swap out the the speaker in the 640 into the 950. Uh, so yeah, I, I've got them both open. They're both easy to get open. They're just, uh, you know, they both have removable backs and then just some hex screws. And well, I don't know if they're hex screws, but they, they have screws, the star screws, and then you... Uh, pull those off and then uh, it's easy to get in and everything so and then the the speakers on both of them looked very similar when I opened both of them and they're both easy to get out with some light adhesive on them and they yeah like I said they looked very similar and so basically the contact how they both connect to the motherboard is there's just a couple contact pins and then uh, that that touch the motherboard when the phone is is closed up. So the contact pins from the on the speaker on the 640 actually lined up with the Lumia 950s. So they touched the contact points on the motherboard, and the physical size of the speaker was about the same. And I was like, okay, okay, and it fit into the little slot. So clearly they're using similar 
uh, speakers as far as design goes. The 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 touch the touch pins on each of them were different. They did they they weren't the exact same speaker, so that that was for sure. But um, I just I put the 640 speaker into the 950. And it actually, and I, I sealed it up a little bit. I didn't put all the screws in because I just wanted to fire it up and and see and you know play something, some music or something to test it out. And so I did that. I turned it on. Uh, everything lined up inside, obviously, with the contact pins and the speaker, and it actually worked. <laughs> the speaker actually output sound. Um, but the thing is, is it sounded pretty much exactly the same as the 950 speakers so they are very similar speakers uh, as far as that goes uh, but what i did notice is that uh because, you know obviously I, w I ran some tests i did a bunch of things i uh, used the equalizer and all that stuff and it wasn't any louder than the original speaker that's in the 950 so i, I took it out and put it back in the 640 and uh, you know, tested out the 640 sound just to make sure I re properly reseated the, the speaker back into the phone. And it's actually louder on the 640. Um, I don't know if this is like a motherboard thing or you know, just the, the fact that they're different hardware uh, or the software. I don't know. But either way, the, the 640 speaker in the 640 is much louder than it is when it's in the 950. So I don't know. You know, obviously, I I'm not a hardware or really a software person, but it's uh, it's clearly uh, maybe it is a hardware thing. Maybe it's just simply a hardware thing, but it's just kind of a weird experiment um, that I wanted to try because, like I said, I wish the 950 had a better speaker. I'd probably be using it all the time if the the speaker was a lot better. But unfortunately, uh, it didn't work in, in, in a way that I wanted it to, <laughs> which was for the 950 speaker to, to at least be a lot louder. Uh, but it wasn't, uh, I, I was shocked that it worked at all. And, uh, kind of one of those things, uh, if you, you know, it wasn't even, a, well, it's been a rainy day. It's been raining here pretty much every day, but, uh, one of those rainy day things that you do, uh, just out of curiosity, I just couldn't, you know, couldn't help myself because it's so easy to get into these phones and get at these, uh, these parts. But, uh, yeah, and I think actually part of too why I was thinking about the 950 is that I was reading uh, on all about Windows Phone the pimping your Lumia 9 950s hardware article that Steve Litchfield recently posted about uh, upgrading certain things or you know replacing certain things. Uh, I'll put a link to that article in the show notes if you haven't read it. It's it's nice to go over if you have a 950 um, because I did actually order one of those Polar Cell batteries for the 950 just to have on hand uh, for the future. But yeah, couldn't help but mention the fact that I that I ran this weird experiment. And yeah, that it actually uh, worked halfway, at least the speaker worked in the 950, but it wasn't any better. So I think it's simply that they just didn't tune the 950s hardware to be very loud as far as the speaker output goes but yeah try it for yourself if you want like i said it's not very difficult you do kind of ruin the adhesive that's on the speakers around the speaker but uh it go everything goes back in and and there's still enough residual adhesive to keep the speaker in place and then once you you screw on the backs again uh it's not a you're not gonna have to worry about the speaker coming out so yeah try it for yourself if you don't believe me <laughs> or if you think that there's possibly another way to upgrade the Lumia 950 speaker, uh, let me know. 
Uh, it's kind of a long shot thing, I think. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed that maybe there's a solution out there. Okay, so the last thing, last note I have here is I was actually going through my uh, some of my files on my computer, and I have a whole folder on my personal drive of photos of my phones, uh, phones that I've sold uh, from different listings in the past, whether on Swappa or eBay, mostly Swappa. Basically, I've kept a lot of the photos from the different phones I have in the past. So I was actually thinking about tweeting them out with which ones they are and kind of when they're from, because uh, a lot of them have the date stamp still on them. So I know exactly when they're from. So uh, if anyone's interested, let me know and I'll start uh, tweeting those out. I don't have every single phone that I've owned in the past, but do have, uh, you know, a few on file that I can show basically everything that I owned for the phone because I, in general, I would sell everything with the phone and, you know, have a picture of the entire lot that you would be getting. So uh, I just thought it was kind of <laughs> something that I've kind of overlooked to the fact that I have this on file still. And yeah, maybe I'll just uh, start start tweeting them if anybody's interested in seeing kind of which phones I've had in the past. And like I said, it's not all of them, but uh, be kind of fun to maybe go over uh, what everything actually looked like that I had in hand at one point. So, all right, so let's wrap things up. Uh, it's good to be back with episode 70 here of the Pixel Swim podcast. And yeah, I missed uh, a week, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll get another streak going here. I've got to do another 70 episodes <laughs> uh, or another another 69 episodes after this to beat my first streak. So not too bad. If, you, if I don't say so, so myself, I didn't take off any holidays. So uh, yeah, we're, we're keeping it going here and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep things up and running as long as we can. I'm not going to put myself through hell and stress <laughs> to try and get these out uh, in a, in a way like I was kind of confronted with last week. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to keep you know, keep things calm down. And so I can get these consistently out. But I, as always, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And you can visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes and social links if you want to get in contact or leave any feedback. Yeah, again, always appreciated. And thank you for tuning in. And here's to, to episode 71, which God willing will be out next week. <laughs> so yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Have a great afternoon or evening or night or evening part two if you have a time machine so yeah or whatever time it is when you're listening to this so thanks again and god speed <laughs>